Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. So let me just ask the guys listening right now, what's, we won't even see the biggest, we'll just say what's one of the biggest fears you have? Like for me, it's a fear of messing up in a very public way that would bring shame on the family name or something more uh, simple. It would be a matter of wounding my wife in such a way that she remembers it for the rest of her life. And I actually think I did that one time. We've talked about it, so I I think we're getting over it. But what's a fear you have? Uh, Today, we're going to be discussing how men can overcome common fears in marriage. And I'm joined by Dr. Greg Smalley. We're going to return now to a conversation Jim Daly had with Dr. Larry Crabb, who is so insightful and weaves together uh, the study of the mind and the soul and the scriptures in such a wonderful way. And uh, in this conversation, Dr. Crabb is describing the different ways God made you and your spouse. Let's turn to the man and talk about... Well, let's stay with the women. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a man's fear as well. What's happening at the core of his nature being created male? What was God trying to do or what was God doing and what did we fail to fulfill? Yeah, well, that's a topic, isn't it? Um, You know, when I talk about women, obviously I can't talk about it from a totally personal perspective because I'm not a woman. Uh, But I can talk about it biblically and I can talk about it experientially and living with my wife now for 49 years and maybe having some understanding of womanhood by experience, but far more biblically. But when I start talking about manhood, then it gets very disruptive to me. Um, You know all the nooks and crannies. I know some of the nooks and maybe not all of them, but a whole (laughs) bunch of them. And I I more clearly see my failure to be what God has called me to be. But to see a vision of what God has called me to be and then to see how I fail, that's very liberating because it tells me that at my worst, God doesn't give up on me. God is still working. He's begun a good work and he's going to continue it. And I'm going to be able to grow in my masculinity. I've been a Christian now for 64 years and I've got longer to travel, more to reach than I've ever reached at this point. But I have an opportunity to do that. And I find it rather exciting in the middle of my failure. What's our greatest fear, though? Well, the greatest fear goes back to what the word male means in Genesis 1. And the word there, the Hebrew word is zakar, Z-A-K-A-R. And it literally means one who remembers and moves. Huh. That's literally what it means. Do I have the courage to move into a complex situation where I feel totally inadequate? And where do men feel most inadequate? Well, oftentimes it's not in their job. It may not be in the sports field. It may not be in their sense of humor and being able to get along socially. Where men feel most inadequate is in the profound elements of relationality. Do I know how to become intimate with somebody else? Do I know how to, how to relate very deeply with a brother, a brother in Christ, with a buddy, with a golf partner, and certainly with my wife? Do I know what it means to relate deeply? And the core terror that I have is that if I really move into somebody else at the core of their being, if I really want to know who they are and to bless them, do I have what it takes? I feel weightless. Mm. Do I have the weight to make a difference? My image for that is, you know, I can recall this in our dating days. My wife and I were dating in our teens, and I would take her out for dinner. And I thought I was a big hotshot, you know. <laughs> I'd get in the car that was my dad's, but I'd pretend it was mine, and we'd drive out to the restaurant. And I, I had this image. It actually happened this way, but the image is um, more what I want to mention here. I get to a restaurant with my girlfriend, and I'm going to pay the bill, you know. <laughs> and I got 20 bucks in my wallet. 
and the bill's 50. How do I feel? I don't have the resources to do what needs to be done. That's a man's core terror. Do I have the resources to be what God has called me to be? Do I have the resources to touch my wife's soul? Do I have the resources to help her feel more alive as a man? Do I have the resources to be close to a friend, to a guy? Do I have the resources to see what's happening in him and to make a difference in his life? In Mark 10 and verse 6, where the Lord is having a debate with the Pharisees, he refers, I won't give the context, it would take too long, but he refers to Genesis 1. And he said, you guys are worried about uh, divorce and who's going to be your spouse in heaven if you're divorced now. Have you forgotten what he said in Genesis 1? And then he quotes that he made us male and female, but the word he uses in Greek for the word male is zakar in Hebrew, but the Greek translation that the Lord uses is the word um, arsen, A-R-S-E-N, and it means one who has the strength to move something from one place to another. Hmm. Do I have the strength when my wife is hurting, when my wife is feeling insecure, when my wife is struggling with something? Do I know what to do? You know, the answer is no. Hmm. Most of the time I don't. So I'll simply say, well, I'll pray for you. Well, it's interesting, too. I mean, you're talking about the core of inadequacy. Yes, that's exactly you know, what that I'm talking about. As men feel it. inadequate, we tend to flee the scene. And move to where we feel adequate. Right. And Our job title, exactly. whatever it might be. I'm a much better writer of books than I am a husband. I've written a bunch of books. I know how to write a book. Do I know how to move into my wife's soul? I'm wow. not as good at that. So, Greg, Dr. Crabb discussed those very real fears that men face of feeling inadequate. And, of course, that is so core to who I am. I, I want to be a, a, a competent person. Uh, how have you learned to deal with that and other fears in your life? Well, I don't want to imply somehow that I've mastered any oh, of this. That's why you're <laughs> the host of the show here. I mean, right. You're the expert. <laughs> I'm still learning. Because I tell you, as you talked about some of your greatest fears in the beginning of this episode— you know, for me, it's feeling failed. So somehow that 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 I will be a failure as a father, as a husband at at work. I mean, whatever it is, and and I think part of it is is this understanding that that I think most every guy, if not a hundred percent of us as guys, we want to know that we have what it takes to be successful. And I see that in my son, and and it's given us a great opportunity to have these conversations about that deep longing and that deep Mm. desire. And, and yet knowing that we're human, we are going to make mistakes and we're going to make poor choices. And that there are times that, that maybe we can't do something now that he's on a basketball team right now. And the, the desire of his heart was to be that starting player and hit the winning shot at the state championship game. And, And yet He's somewhere down <laughs> further along the bench. He's watching the game right. quite a bit from the side. Yeah, but it's given him a, a, a great opportunity just to talk about, man, the feeling inadequate that I, you know, that I don't have what it takes to be a, a starter. And yet knowing that that's okay because God says, I love this verse in 2 Corinthians twelve nine, but that my grace is sufficient for you and that my power is made perfect in your weakness, Mm -hmm. and therefore that I can boast. I mean, the Apostle Paul is saying, okay, we are weak. That's the truth, that we we don't have what it takes. And I can boast because of what God then does 
through our weakness and when we humble ourselves and we go to him and we seek his will and and we invite him into the things that we're that we're trying to do and that's that's i think been such a big part of my own growth is to go you know what yeah as as a human male I am going to make a lot of mistakes and I am going to fail and I'm not always going to have the right answer. I'm not always going to be able to do it right. I'm not always going to be able to be a starting whatever on the, on the team. And, and yet that's okay. Cause look what God can do through me. <laughs> and I think the more that, that I've understood kind of God's power through me, it's helped me to understand then as a man, what does true success look like? And I would just boil it down to love is that that's really our, our, our purpose here on this earth is, is to love others, to love God, to love others. And I think that really is defined through sacrifice. And so it's, it's given me then a real target to pursue. So as a man, I want to be successful. I know what God can do through me when I show up to, to sacrifice for others and, and that, you know, because that's what he says. I mean, as a husband, he says that I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Well, he sacrificed his life yeah. for this church. And so really learning what, what does it look like then to, to, to make that investment in my wife and my kids and my friends um, through sacrifice, knowing that as long as I'm plugged into God, he's given me that power, then I've got, I've got this unlimited supply that I can keep giving out and, and sacrificing, giving up something of value for, for someone else. So mm-hmm. maybe it's my time or, you know, uh, whatever, money, resources. And, and that's given me then a, a, a different definition of success. I don't, I'm not sure what the world says, probably a lot, but, but that I know is what, what God desires for me, to love others through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And again, thanks for being honest with us. Uh, it's always so I good. didn't fail you. No, then. no, 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 no. I appreciate uh, so much it's your heart. Time. So, let me encourage you to get a copy of Dr. Crabb's book, "Fully Alive," which uh, attempts to do just what the title says: help you really experience that abundant life that Christ offers, and to embrace the differences uh, between you and your spouse. Not let them uh, make you feel like you're coming up short or you're failing but uh, to really help you lean into God and grow closer to Him. We have that book available. It's our thank you gift to you when you make a generous monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount to focus on the family. Uh, When you're online, check out our marriage assessment. It's free and covers a lot of the different areas that uh, really need attention if you want to keep your relationship strong. And uh, so we've got the link for the book and uh, that free assessment and ways to donate as well in the show notes. Next time, we're going to hear more from Nick and Michelle Stumbo as they tell uh, more of their story of how God rescued their marriage from pornography. On behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.